Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Uh, I'm Alex Whiteley, and today we're coming from the uh, the, the, the market hall. Um, and so if you hear the generators and people, oh, you've got to buy some fish or whatever the market hall sounds like, that's why. Um, I, I've just seen uh, Karen Duffy as well from Art Duffy. Uh, she just popped by and said hello. Uh, today's guest I'm speaking to is someone I used to speak to an awful lot, featured on the biscuit so many times, because at one point he was the busiest man in Shrewsbury. And, um, and then he disappeared for a little bit. Now he's back. Uh, today I'm speaking to Phil Gillum, ex-mayor of Shrewsbury. How are you, Phil? Hi, Alex. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. Everything, um, uh, everything good at the biscuit? Everything's going okay. Everything's going okay. I'm, 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 I'm plodding along, keeping on, making some great content. Um, and you know, the best thing about this town is, is there's, you never run out of things to talk about. So it's it's easy in a yeah. way. Yeah. You yeah. know, it is a fantastic town. Yeah. Um, how have you been since you, I know it's been I mean, it's been a while um, we, we have a new a fantastic mayor who's doing a great job um, but since since you you know hung up the the, uh, the cloak um, how's life been for you since how's the transition been yeah uh, fine thank you um, I'm involved in lots of different things I've been working for local charities most recently a fantastic charity called community resource um, so I'm never bored I'm never twiddling my thumbs you know I've always got plenty to do um, and I still do a great deal of writing, and I still do uh, publishing of books, and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, quite busy, thank you. Um, yeah, I was taking pictures, uh, sorry about um, <laughs> How does it, I mean, because obviously when you're the mayor, you can't do an awful lot of that, can you? You're supposed to just, uh, I, I, can you, I mean, when it comes to writing, I guess no one can tell if you're sat in a room typing away, no, working away. No, no, no. I mean, the, the thing about being the mayor is that when you are the mayor, when you are uh, performing mayoral duties, uh, then you have to be strictly apolitical and therefore you're very careful not to express opinions and so on and so forth, you know, uh, because you represent the entire town. Uh, and, and every shade and colour of that town. So Unless you're the mayor of London, of course, because then you can say what you want. Uh, yeah, well, that's a, a very different thing. That's, a, that's, a, that's an elected mayor as, a, as opposed to a ceremonial okay. mayor. Because yeah. oh, okay. uh, the London and the big cities, they, they usually have two mayors. They have a ceremonial mayor who does things like opening new shops, and then they have the elected mayor who okay. is a politician. Oh. So, yeah, it's a very different thing. Yeah. Ah. Um, and, um, and, you know, it was a busy time for you. You were here, there, you were everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved every single minute. <laughs> and that's what I loved about you as the mayor, because you you relished it and you and you enjoyed it and you got to see these amazing things and meet these amazing people. Um, does it, has it inspired you as a writer, as a, as a person that makes things? I think insofar as uh, meeting so many different people, uh, you know, that, that always fascinates me. I just love meeting people. I'm a meet, uh, people person. And so, uh, you know, that range, from as I say, opening new restaurants, opening new shops. To you know, I, I did a I did a skydive to raise money for the Samaritans. Yeah. <laughs> was the most terrifying thing I have. Most ever brilliant thing though. Fantastic. Oh, don't ask me to do another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you never do one again? I don't think so. I think that the, when the parachute opens, it's really great because you float majestically down to ground and it's really beautiful, you know, and you, you have this fantastic scenery and, and yeah, it's lovely. But the, the actual skydive between the aircraft and the parachute opening, when you're plummeting to earth... That is absolutely terrifying, and I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy that bit. I have to say, I bet, I bet that that jump out of the plane is psychologically quite 
yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. To I do. mean, you know, you, you're, you're strapped to a professional parachutist, so you, you trust that that person knows what they're doing. But it's still terrifying. And, and uh, there was a point, you're, you're in the aircraft, you reach the necessary height, and they'll say, yeah, now I want you to shuffle your bottom towards the open door and then dangle your legs out outside the aircraft, you know, and there's this rush of air as they open the door. And what am I doing? <laughs> you know, it just goes against every instinct, you know. Uh, and you dangle your legs, and then a couple of seconds later, you're just plummeting to earth. And it, it is pretty frightening. I know that some people love it, and some people go back into it again and again and again. But, whoa, no, I think once was enough for me. Well, well done for doing it anyway, um, especially for charity and stuff. You know, it's such a charitable town. There's so many people doing amazing things with charity, but that goes up there with the uh, the epitome of like what you're supposed to do. You put your body on the line for charity. So well done for that. Well done. Um, so what have you been working on? Obviously, uh, there's, there's, there's lots of amazing things going on around the town and has gone on around the town. It's an amazing history, lots of culture. And yeah. um, I, I've, I've been reading about uh, that you've been working on two books. Is that right? Yeah, I know. Uh, never do things by halves. Yeah, One, one book is never enough. So uh, <laughs> I seem to have published two almost simultaneously, which wasn't really the plan. It's just the way things panned out. Um, of course, in each case, uh, a great deal of work uh, was involved. And so it looks like I've been really, really busy because I've published two books overnight. Uh, but the truth is, of course, each one of those has been months and months and months in the making, you know, and possibly even years. Um, so, yeah, I've got two, two out at the moment. Um, so I'm really here to talk about the Shrewsbury Review. Um, but I'll also mention the other one, which is a history of the Shrewsbury Chronicle which is uh, 250 years old. It was um, launched in 1772. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit as we go along. But the Shoesby Review, picture, if you will, the Blue Peter Annual, uh, or whatever. I don't know, in, in your case, Alex, it was probably, you're too cool to have had the Blue Peter Annual. I'm guessing it would have been something like Spider-Man or the Mighty Thor or something. Probably Turtles. I like, love the Turtles when I was Really? Like, really? Teenage Mutant Ninja. They were cool, man. They were the best. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as, as children, we all had a Christmas annual, a favourite Christmas annual. And, and, you know, I always think about the Blue Peter one because I seem to, I had that for years and years and years. But yes, you know, you, you know that, that anticipation, you know, when you're a child and you're looking forward to Christmas and you're really looking forward to your favourite annual. So I had this idea, um, how about uh, an annual all about Shrewsbury, its people, its buildings, its history, and also how it ticks along today and looking to the future and, you know, so everything Shrewsbury, really. Uh, and I know... You know, it's a very beautiful town, it's a very historic town, and I know that there's many, many people very proud to be a part of it. So I got together with this guy called Richard Bishop, who is a very talented professional photographer. Now, the funny thing about Richard and I is we ought to have known one another for decades, really. Uh, it's really bizarre. We were both born on the same street. He's just a little bit older than me, but not significantly. He's a little bit older. We were born on Pool Rise, which is a street in Springfield. 
Um, so that was the first coincidence. Then we discovered when we were a little bit older, we both went to live in Castlefields and we grew up our childhood, our teenage years was in Castlefields. And then the third coincidence, if you like, was that we've both had careers with the Shropshire Star. He as a photographer, me as a journalist. Wow. Now, you would think, wouldn't you, after all that, that we would have met one another somewhere along the line. <laughs> but bizarrely, you know, we only really met about three years ago and we started to go for a coffee at Percy Throwers and a chat, you know, and because we realised we had a lot in common. And we, we felt that we could do something, we could work together in some way and create something. So we're both Shrewsbury born and bred, we both love the town with a passion. So we thought, what can we do, what can we do? So the first thing was, you know, we started talking about newspapers, well obviously, you know, the Shrewsbury Chronicle is the newspaper for the town, so that was a bit of a non-starter, there's no point in going up against that. So then we thought of a magazine, and then, of course, Katie Rink does her wonderful, wonderful My Shoesbury, fantastic magazine. So we thought, okay, uh, what else could we do? Oh, I know, what about a book? So we started to formulate this idea of a book that was Shoesbury-tastic from beginning to end. I love that, Shoesbury-tastic. <laughs> so we thought, okay, <laughs> it's going to have beautiful photographs of the town because Richard is a very talented photographer and he is insistent on going back and back and back until he gets the image he really wants, you know. So there's an example of that in the book, well, many examples of that, but in particular, there's one of the English bridge with the late afternoon sunlight on the arches of the bridge, you know. And he said, I went back, and I took it, and I took it, and I took it, and it wasn't quite right. So I went back another day, and it was a little bit dull. That wasn't quite right. So, and he kept going back until the light was perfect, you know. And, and most of us don't have the time or the inclination to do that. You know? <laughs> and, and that's what a professional photographer does, you know. And so... The pictures are superb, and the, the one on the cover, I think, of Martin Wood, the town crier, and the little girl with the umbrella, is just a lovely, lovely picture. Um, yeah, because she's looking at him like, yeah. whoa, because he's so <laughs> tall. And he's like, hello, little one. Yeah, that's beautiful. It really is <laughs> Exactly, nice. yeah. And it was just, you know, he had, Richard had the patience to sort of hang around for a little while. Uh, it was actually raining, um, which would put a lot of photographers off. They might say, oh, hang on, you know, it's pouring with rain. We'll come back another day. But no, it was raining, which actually helps the picture because you got all the reflections on the pavement and everything. Um, and then he looked around and there was this family walking down Pride Hill and there was a little girl with an umbrella, and he said, you know, excuse me, is it all right if I just borrow your little girl for a minute for a photograph, you know? And they said, yeah, of course, of course. And it is a really lovely photograph. Uh, we've got personality profiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just looking now at a, a picture of Shrewsbury Library. Uh, beautiful. Centerpiece. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've got personality profiles on many of the colourful people that make this town tick. We've got uh, lots of articles about the history. Uh, we've got a piece about Castlefields, the history of Castlefields, which was where I grew up. I'm thinking through this backwards. This is a typical yeah, thing to do. But yeah, no, that's fine. Shy hall there. Yeah, yeah. So Alex is flapping through from, from the back to the front. Because yeah, I haven't actually seen this yet, and I've been dying to speak to you about it. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's really nice that I'm looking at this. And you got some really... What I loved about this is... You put a post, there was a post about the influential women of, of, of yes. at the moment. Yeah. Maggie Love and Sarah Harper. And, yeah. and, and this is, 
there it is really important to illustrate these people because time moves on right time moves on yeah and people might have their moment in the sun of doing something really good for the town and it might get mentioned in a newspaper and it might get might come on the shoes of biscuit and talk about it yeah. but it's done with yeah this is yeah. something this is a, yeah. a collection of stories and influences and, and inspiration so yes it is yeah um, and and there are important. you know many 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 you know hundreds of wonderful people thousands of wonderful people in Shrewsbury you know it's a great town and we obviously can't feature everybody and that, that's why we kind of thought wouldn't it be lovely to, to do it as an annual so that each time we can zero in on half a dozen of our colourful characters as I say but also, you know, looking at the history, our very, very beautiful building. So we've got a, a wonderful piece about the castle and some lovely pictures of the castle. In fact, probably the best picture of the castle I've ever seen, I have to say. Richard, again, you know, it was just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow himself to take a second-rate picture, you know, so everything had to be right. So he, for this one, he climbed up onto the roof of the library. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he did get permission. He didn't just... <laughs> he didn't do a quest check. <laughs> Shrewsbury from where you are not. Yeah. No, he didn't just grab a ladder and climb up, you know. He got permission from the chief librarian and uh, went up onto the roof. Again, the, the daylight, the, the, the play of the sunlight on the castle, everything was just right. And I've never seen a picture like it. You know, it shows Shrewsbury Castle. Can I see it? Which pictures are Yeah, you know? sure. Um, so, you know, it's, it's almost an aerial shot, really, because it's looking down from the library. Uh, I'm just finding it now for Alex. And there's these wispy clouds in the background. Wow. And what's kind of unusual is within the same shot, you also see our beautiful railway station on the left. And then if you look very closely over on the right, that's All Saints Church, the roof of All Saints Church, which is in North Street in Castlefields. And you think, how can you see all that in one picture? It's amazing. It really is fantastic, actually. Yeah. So I just love that. And I love that, that he went the extra mile, in this case, <laughs> upwards. He went the extra mile to get that picture. And of course, you know, you and I, you know, we, we might wander through town with our phones or cameras and take a few nice pictures and we're reasonably happy with them. And we might say, oh, I'm, I'm pleased with that. I'll put that on Facebook, you know. But at the end of the day, there's usually nothing remarkable about it. It's just a picture of the quarry or a picture of the castle. It's okay, but thousands of people take pictures like that, you know. But Richard insisted that if we were going to do this book, he would get some truly unusual pictures. And that's what he's done. So it sort of shows the town in a slightly different light from that point of view. And I, I so enjoyed interviewing the, the personalities, as I say. So, yeah, I'm going to take a sip of water now, Alex. Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I, I can hear the passion and how much you, this means to you. Um, and you know, when you're talking about photographers, I totally, totally understand. We have uh, the amazing Phil Morris that follows me around. Uh, doesn't follow me around. He does a great job with the Shoesy Biscuit. He, he's a fantastic photographer, so much talent. And um, there's a couple of incidences. Uh, one, I uh, went to uh, uh, Sam Pooley Strides, um, Season of Moon 2, I think. And there was a light display at the other end of the room. And there's a long bench. And he's lying on this bench trying to get the perfect shot. Yeah. And he's trying with different lenses, yeah. trying with different cameras. In the end, he got a really good one with his phone. <laughs> Funny enough. And uh, there was, there, we were at the, uh, the, the protest, the, 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 the walk through Ukraine. You know, the walk yeah. through town. And... Um, he's taking this picture it's taking for you I was like what are you doing he's like I'm waiting for the flags to go in opposite directions 
<laughs> he wanted the UK flag and and the Ukraine to be facing separate directions okay. for the perfect photo. Okay. So um, yeah. Yeah. Hats yeah. off to you, photographers. You do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Ah, good. Yeah, you know, it, it it does. Usually, you can tell the difference. I think between a picture that you or I might take mm -hmm. and, and a professional picture, you know, there's, there's quite a difference. And it's you know, partly the equipment. You know, obviously, it helps to have you know top equipment, but also they have a certain eye they have the experience they you know they just know how to get the best picture so you know we've got a beautiful picture of the abbey uh we've got um a certain round almost a newsy kind of round up over four pages of what's been happening in the town over the past couple uh, year or so um so we've got columns from the local police from the town council from the uh, business Improvement District. I need to speak to the local police. I've been trying to get in touch with them, I have. Oh, are you? Yeah, I accidentally um, messaged the, uh, the the chief inspector of um, West, the whole of West Mercia Police. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> the wrong email. These things happen. But I want to speak to local the local police and talk about them and give yeah. them... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can organise that. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody from the police is listening, just make it happen yeah yeah so uh, you, you mentioned you know some of the people that we've got in here you know maggie love is <laughs> extremely well known she seems to I, th I think she travels through space and time <laughs> because she seems to be everywhere at once yeah. you know i just keep yeah. bumping into maggie she's i love maggie Lala. so many things um so she's amazing and and you know not a lot of people will know her backstory you know that she was a professional dancer and mm. that she was involved in professional theater for many many years worked and out in america yeah, yeah yeah it's a fascinating story and we've got some cracking pictures of maggie um, and if, if you want to find out more we did do an interview with her not long ago so there you go there you good. go but uh, i love that that's maggie as a young dancer <laughs> This doesn't really work on a podcast. No, no, no. She's looking very glam. Very, very. <laughs> um, but this is this is uh, this is what I was talking to you about before about making sure that uh, the, these stories and the, these good things that people do uh, yeah. leave a legacy. You know, the, the books like this, the stories, uh, the podcasts, yeah. even whatever, they, they they they're there forever. Then, yeah. Yeah, well, I know yeah. you're you're passionate, obviously, about Shrewsbury, else you wouldn't be doing the biscuit. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, we we just love this town, don't we? And and uh, I think something sort of more permanent you know than a newspaper or a magazine it's just something it's like a coffee book table isn't yeah, it yeah it, it, it is a little bit of a coffee table book yeah Co um, coffee book table yeah. did I say coffee book you, I said you, you coffee did book say table. coffee yeah. book table but I wasn't going to pick you up Typical on that I, <laughs> I thought we'd got away with it Alex but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so it's packed with stuff. You know, there's a great picture of Granville, the, the butcher who retired recently after many, many years. Yeah, Carolyn, it was a huge yeah. shock. That was. It's always yeah. closed one day. And then yeah, gone. yeah. I mean, he was incredible. What a character, you know. And I'm a vegetarian, so I shouldn't really be saying this, but <laughs> <laughs> what a character. And, uh, you know, I know that he had um, a very loyal clientele and they, they all missed that shop. That was a, during the summer, it always had a like, line outside. Yes, they did. Mm. Yes, they did. Yeah. So we've got Lorraine in here, Lorraine Fletcher. Amazing. Um, I need to get her on again. I, I spoke to her when I first started the biscuit, and I think we need definitely to. 
trying to get her in front of a microphone is a nightmare because she's quite shy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she does uh, For the Love of Shrewsbury Facebook page, which is incredible. It's got mm. thousands and thousands of followers. Uh, and For the Love of Shropshire. And yeah. she must spend all her waking hours doing that, I think. Mm. <laughs> well, she doesn't, I know, because she works. But, you know, it is incredible, the, uh, the popularity of those, those pages on Facebook. Um, as I say, we've got the English Bridge. We've got a great piece about Andrew Arrell, who's a fantastic architect who's done so much for Shrewsbury over many, many decades. Um, so he's fascinating. Um, yeah, you know, the, the just lovely pictures of Fish Street and the Lion Hotel. And we've got a piece about Caroline Jones, who's the, the postmistress at uh, Abbey Foregate um, Post Office. And she's a character. I need to get her on. Um, yeah. Definitely need to get her on. I've, I've never spoke to her before. Yeah, she's a character. We're aware of each other. <laughs> I know, yeah. From her social media, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's so popular. And that's like a little community in itself. You know, that post office, um, it's so it's always busy. Um, Caroline, apart from selling stamps and parcels and all the rest of it, she does so much more. She she sells uh, gifts and paintings and books, all kinds of stuff. Um, so it's it's a real community place. It's it's, it's like a, if you're listening uh, to this, thinking, oh, I'd love to go to like a gift shop, a Shrewsbury gift shop that represents Shrewsbury in the most Shrewsbury. That post office on Abbey Foregate is where you need to go because it's all locally sourced. It stuff. is. It is. It's fantastic. Uh, as I've mentioned Shrewsbury Castle, yeah, nice piece about that. Now, Shire Hall, highly controversial Shire Hall. You know, latest news is that Shropshire Council will be abandoning that and finding headquarters elsewhere, and so that makes the building redundant. And the likelihood is that Shire Hall will be demolished, and the likelihood, of course, then is that some developer will come along and build houses there, you know. Uh, now, whatever you think about the Shire Hall, it's, it's a really interesting place. Uh, you might say, guys, a sort of 60s monstrosity, I hate it, uh, I'll be glad when it's gone, you know. Other people say it's a sort of brutalist classic, it's a classic of its time, and we should preserve it. Um, I have myself. I have mixed feelings about it. I quite like the what I call the flying saucer bit at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very yeah. cool. I like that. Um, but I mean, the rest of it, basically, it, to my mind, it's just an office block like any other. It's cladding. <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. It's just yeah, yeah that front bit is is yeah. it's quite nice. I really like that bit. Yeah, you know, by all Different. means, yeah, by all means, keep the flying saucer bit at the front and and do something with the rest. But. You know, it is very contentious, and it, it is uh, something that people argue about a lot. We've got a piece in here about the Shire Hall, uh, again, with some pretty extraordinary photographs from Richard of it, showing it from different angles. And the piece actually has been written by the son of the architect. So this is the son of the man who, who designed the Shire Hall. Wow. Um, so uh, Mr. John Crow. And he is arguing that it is a classic. You might say, well, he would say that, wouldn't he? Because his dad designed it, you know. But he argues very eloquently about why it should be saved. Um, sadly, I don't think it will be, but it's a very interesting piece. So that's, that's something to get your head around. It's, it's one of those things because, like, when we talk about um, uh, the heritage of this town, 
and we talk about all the old buildings and that you know how far back in history do we go is do we, do we keep things from the art deco period yeah the 60s the you know the, the 70s do we start keeping architecture that was of the modern era that is now considered as old i mean what do you well i mean it's a, it's a really interesting thing to discuss isn't it because we're sitting here today alex you and i in the shrewsbury market hall again controversial yeah controversial um now anyone that's seen you know david trumper's wonderful pictures pictures of the old town in in the books that david has produced will have seen some fantastic pictures of the victorian market hall um which lasted about 100 years i think from about 1865 to 1965 and around about 1965 they demolished it brick by brick and they, they took down the tower with its uh, amazing clock. It was quite gothic, you know. It would appeal to you, mm. Alex, being a sort of gothic kind of a guy. I like Batman. I can just imagine yeah. Batman on top of that clock. Yeah, yeah. There's some really evocative photographs of it uh, at night time uh, and the play of light on the tower, you know. It was, it was an extraordinary place. A little bit scary, a little bit, you know. But apparently it was, it was decayed, falling apart. Apparently it would have taken a lot of money to save. Yeah, so. I mean, that's what people say. Um, but then you look around the country and you look at other buildings of a similar era that had become dilapidated. I think a lot of it was political will, you know, that they said to themselves, well, do you know what? You know, it's, it's rat-infested, it's damp, it's got a hole in the roof, etc., etc. Um, let's just knock it down and we'll build a nice modern market. And that was the thinking in those days, wasn't it? You know, that if a building was looking old and shabby, we'll knock it down and we'll, we'll put up something new. Now, again, this market hall architecturally, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the market hall. <laughs> it's buzzing, it's alive, it's got so many great little businesses in here. I love it. What I'm not so much of a fan of is the architecture, you know? Uh, even though I've kind of known it all my life, um, and that clock tower has become kind of iconic, really. You know, but uh, I, I don't think I'd shed too many tears if they came along and said, well, we're going to get rid of that building, going to replace it with something a bit more in keeping with Shrewsbury, you know. Somebody once likened Shrewsbury Market Hall to a spacecraft, you know, that it had just sort of Looks landed. like a ship to me. Yeah. Mm. It had sort of come down from another planet and just plonked itself in the middle of Shrewsbury, you know? I quite like the clock tower. And if you look, uh, my, my radio show, uh, Naughty Talk, I do incorporate the, the, the Shrewsbury clock tower, weirdly, <laughs> so you do. into the audio thing, so you do. into the logo. Yeah. Because that's where I'm from, right? And yeah, yeah. People listen to my show from around the world, so I want to tell people that. So yeah. uh, that was just an idea that I came up with. But it's, I know it's different, and I, and I know it's not... Of the same structure as, as some of the beautiful or, or architecture we've got around here, but it is of a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the yeah, point. Yeah, that's, it the point. Is, that's the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do we really want everything to to look medieval? For example, you know, it's an interesting one. Uh, I think some of the towns and cities in Germany that were flattened by bombing during the war, they they afterwards they recreated the, those buildings exactly as they were. Now, there's something to be said for that. But it's also a little bit of a lie, isn't it? You know, because things have moved on and, and, you know, it's like pretending that that city had never been bombed, yeah. you know, taking yeah. it right back to how it was. Now, you know, you can argue that every which way and, and I'm much more a fan of medieval buildings and Victorian buildings 
than of 1960s buildings, you know. So I, I sort of wear my heart on my sleeve when it comes to that, and I have written about that extensively in the past, and so there's no going back and pretending otherwise. Well, you wrote a book about the, the general market, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I'd almost forgotten about that, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got it in my bag. I brought yeah, it. Just yeah. It's all the way over there, though. <laughs> I brought it as a prop, just for like, we're in the market, oh, but it makes a lot of sense, because here is this book. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, and uh, by the way, while we're in the market hall, I should mention uh, the wonderful Raven books uh, on the balcony here. Yeah. Uh, the lovely Laura runs. I love her Instagram. It's so uh, so good. She puts like pictures of her of of the book. It's got a face <laughs> yes. above her face. Yeah, it's clever, isn't it? She's so yeah. good. Yeah. So Laura here at Raven Books, um, she's selling the Shrewsbury Review, and indeed my other little book, which I'll come on to in a moment. Um, so that's one place where you can get it here at Raven Books in the market. Uh, and then you can also get it at Penguin Books in Fish Street, run by the lovely Susan Caroline. You can get it at Waterstones in High Street, run by the lovely Tim Arblaster. You can get it from, as I say, <laughs> Abbey Fourgate Post Office, run by the lovely Caroline Jones. Everybody's lovely in Shrewsbury. They are. Uh, Everyone. All of you. All of you. <laughs> uh, or directly from us. You can email us at theshrewsburyreview, all one word, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Review at gmail.com. What I will say is, uh, from a, on a personal point of view, as I've got family all around the world, um, my, my wife is from South America and she's got family over there this is something great to send back to people whether they're expats whether you've got family that are curious about where they where you live if you wanted something to send to them this is perfect yeah yeah, I think it's so it's a love letter from Shrewsbury that's what a it is. love letter from Shrewsbury thank you Alex that's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use that you can keep it because <laughs> it. it is beautiful it's a, it's a really striking book I love the cover because Martin is just such a striking uh, character isn't he you know? we, we actually went to school together we're, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Martin and I. Uh, I love the stories about the trains. And yeah, stuff. oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, he always accuses me of having borrowed his flying Scotsman <laughs> to, to use on my train set. Uh, every time we meet, he brings it up, especially when there's a third party, you know, and he'll say, "Oh, yeah, this is Phil, and he, he borrowed the flying Scotsman off me when I was a kid, and I never got it back." It's a complete rubbish, complete rubbish. I did, <laughs> I did borrow a flying Scotsman, but it wasn't from Martin, and I did give it back. Of course, we did. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's the truth. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to make that clear I have my solicitor with me um, and the, I, I ought to mention as well so I've got this little volume out um, a more modest volume than the Shrewsbury Review uh, a little A5 um, booklet uh, which tells the history of the Shrewsbury Chronicle Beautiful. which is our esteemed newspaper um, so, you know, that's been going since 1772. So there's, an, an, you know, though I say it myself, a nice little booklet uh, available at all those bookshops that I've just mentioned. And it um, not only tells the history of the Shrewsbury Chronicle, but there's a, a few sort of funny stories in there, a little bit about my early days on the Cron. Uh, that was my first newspaper back in 1977. Um, and some of the funny stories that happened to me there. So that's 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 a how things have changed, though, right? I mean, some in yeah. some aspects, yes, and some aspects, no. When it works, when it's with the media, yeah, the media is the media, right? It's, it is what it is. But I love like when I was when I first started at Shrewsbury Prison as as an actor. Yeah, um, I remember I was like, oh, I want to learn about all the 
Simpsons really gruesome, but it's, 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 it fascinates me. Uh, all the executions that have gone on there, how many people have been executed there? And I was looking at some of the old news stories um, from the Chronicle, and you know, and one of them was just like, if I remember rightly, there was a guy who who got executed for shooting someone off a train in Dorley with a revolver. And I was just like, "What? <laughs> like this is just insane! Like he's this just crazy how things move in this county. I don't know. This is fantastic. I um yeah. I always think how how far we've come, you know, because people. Well, first of all, people were executed hundreds of years ago for quite small matters. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was shooting his revolver yeah. off a train. Well, well, yeah, I mean, he didn't actually kill anybody. I don't know. I can't remember. I think he right. must have. He must have done something. Yeah. But he, yeah. But you know, I mean, people obviously in, in you know hundreds of years ago were were hung for stealing a sheep or stealing a horse or something. Mm. But you know, the, probably or even the modern day equivalent of parking on a double yellow line mm-hmm. you know and you hear about you know, what really breaks my heart you know when you read these accounts of victorian times it's you know children who perhaps were starving and they, they stole a loaf of bread yeah steal a loaf of bread or an apple or something you know and the, the punishment was just so disproportionate to the crime yeah and the, this poor child was probably starving and and you know the, that wasn't taken into account at all you know, it's just uh, ter- terrible times, really. We, we, we live in much more enlightened times. And that's why it's really important to uh, to look at things like the Chronicle and go back and these yeah. books for, you know, these... It's all journalism uh, in a good way. You know, you, you can go back and read about history and how things change. And you know what? I think it's actually... Um, I've been talking a lot about hyperlocal audio at the moment because the Shrewsbury Biscuit is kind of keeping a trend across the country with people looking at this show now and how it works because we've lost local radio stations yep. in a way they've all synergized um, and uh, for now <laughs> I'll say for now because I'm about to start um, our Intune Radio I've got my own show coming that'll be good um, so yeah it's good to uh, replace that with a different media like these books and like you know go back and read about the yeah, newspapers yeah. not everybody wants to hear about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard they want to hear about local stories from local people you know well sure yeah absolutely um, and I think there is a movement isn't there uh, we in some respects we are going back to the old days in some respects I mean things have changed and probably irreversibly so um, and I, I am sad I have to say I am very sad that Local newspapers now are a shadow of their former selves, you know. And when I started on the Shrewsbury Chronicle, you would have very uh, long and interesting obituaries of local people that had recently passed away. You would have a, a page or two pages of local weddings, you know, so you knew everybody that was getting married, yeah. you know. All that's been lost um, you know, in-depth journalism uh, in local newspapers is is almost gone. You know, they're, they're, it just doesn't exist really, um, and that's really sad. Because um, if you if you were to go uh, to Shropshire Archives and just look at Shrewsbury Chronicle as it was in the seventies, for example, you know, when I worked there, you know, the the coverage was fantastic. So you know. I know it sounds a bit silly to some people, right. perhaps, but you would have pages about the Cubs and the Scouts and the Boys Brigade and the Girl Guides and the Brownies. You know, every tiny organisation 
with you know uh, the the badge at the top and then you know a few paragraphs written by the local scoutmaster or girl guide leader or whatever it was and the same with parish councils so that you know based in hill parish council i used to attend all their meetings when i was a young reporter you know and i didn't even drive then i used to have to go to <laughs> based in hill on the bus and uh, try and get a lift off one of the councillors on the way home because probably there wasn't a bus home afterwards, that kind of thing. And every coffin spit, you know, like you know, there's going to be a new litter bin outside <laughs> the shop or something, yeah, everything. And, you know, hilariously, when someone lost the parrot, I remember, you know, um, the, the Polly the parrot flew off one day in, in Baston Hill, you know, and I, I did a story about that and how heartbroken this lady was because uh, her pet parrot had flown away, you know, and things like this. Well, you don't, you just don't get that anymore in local newspapers. No, you don't. And I think what people that, you know, right, if you write a local newspaper, Right, you got to think about if this newspaper was found in a hole in 150 years time, would this? How would uh, how would Shrewsbury look, or how would my town look if someone was to read this? Yeah, yeah. and I think that's a good test of am I writing garbage about garbage? You know, because um, uh, it's good. Uh, newspapers are an account of of life at the time. You know, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on out there. There's so many good people doing good things, and it just doesn't get reported. No, you're absolutely right. Um, so, what's the the response been to to this book? Then, have, yeah, well, has it been flying off the shelf? Have people been um... flying off the shelf? Um, it's it is kind of flying off the shelf in 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 some respects. Yeah, because do you know what you, you just mentioned the biscuit's never been in the Shropshire Star well we we you know the Shrewsbury Review so far hasn't been in the Shropshire Star it's early days it's yeah. only been available for a couple of weeks and so yeah in, in some ways I'm delighted um, that all those shops Penguin Books and Raven Books and Waterstones they're all selling it nicely steadily which is great because not that many people know about it which you know I hope that will be rectified partly by this podcast <laughs> um, but we've yet to approach um, Shropshire Star, you know, my old employers, you know, the Shropshire Star, Shrewsbury Chronicle, BBC Radio Shropshire, uh, My Shrewsbury Magazine. There are so many outlets uh, which we haven't really touched yet. Um, actually, Katie at, at My Shrewsbury, to be fair, yeah, the next edition, uh, she is carrying a piece about the Shrewsbury Review. So thank you very much for that, Katie. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're gearing up to a sort of a harder launch. It's been a very soft launch so far, and relatively few people know about it. Now, I was going to say, I'd love to... It's hard to put, like, an, a number on how many books... I guarantee we'll probably sell you a couple of books by people listening to this, uh, but it's never easy to put a, a figure on that. So if you bought this book, if you bought the Shrewsbury Review just on the strength that you've heard this on the podcast drop me a message let me know uh, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram if you heard it on the Shoes for Biscuit and you went out and bought a copy of this book and you loved it get in touch with us I'd love to be able to come back to, to Phil and be like yeah we sold you five copies yeah, you know yeah. well, we, maybe we some would, more than we, that but you know no we, we would love that we'd just love to hear from people and there's an opportunity uh, as I say I mentioned the email address earlier there's an opportunity for you to, to send your feedback because we want to know we want to know what you think you know we want to know your favourite bits what made you laugh what you know got your interest We've got a 100-question quiz in here. Yes, we've heard about this quiz. Yeah, 
every single question is about Shrewsbury, you know. So I, I can't imagine that anyone would have the answers to all of them straight away. But I, I like the idea. Call it fanciful if you will. But I quite like the idea of sort of mum, dad, kids all sitting around, uh, you know, going through this quiz together. Um, because the youngsters will know some things that mum and dad don't know and vice versa, you know. Mm. So some of them about, you know, street names, some of them about fav- uh, famous Shrewsbury Town footballers, you know. So it's a whole range of stuff and it, uh, it'll keep, keep you busy for a while, I reckon. Uh, so have a go at that if, uh, if you get a copy of the book. Fantastic. And... Um how so you, this is going to be an annual thing then every, yeah, every year. i mean that that's absolutely our intention yeah absolutely and uh i i think there's no end to i mean as as katie has found with my shoesbury magazine there's no end to the interesting people and interesting buildings uh in the town never ends oh. really never ends it never love ends. it i love it it's a bottomless pit of talent raw talent that's what I say I always say <laughs> you're talking about yourself again <laughs> maybe uh, no, Stephanie uh, Shrewsbury is um, it's inspirational though because you, I do it doesn't I'm, I'm not it doesn't and I meet so many wonderful people. Um, yesterday, I put a, a huge appeal out because um, the the venue that we were supposed to do this at kind of fell through, and I was at very short amount of time to try and find a venue. Um, so I put an appeal out. I wrote to like loads of different places, and I, because people are busy, it's yeah. their their it's their job and it's their business and stuff. They didn't get back to me later in the evening, but like I got four or five places got in touch with me, and they were like, "Yeah, come do the recording here." And I was just so grateful that so many people. Yeah. And so thank you as well to Darren from Jim Different who let us use his yeah what a, what a great place this is yeah, yeah. I love it it's Jim, great Jim Different yeah yeah super so yeah I mean there's just so much variety in here you know as I say Martin Wood you might think you know the guy well I'll tell you what you know you read the piece in here and uh, it's it's pretty pretty funny stuff um, he's quite a character uh, we've got a piece about the iconic signal box you know the beautiful Shrewsbury signal box which is um that, that someone called it a cathedral among signal boxes. You know, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, if you're a railway buff, you know, it's the largest signal box in Europe. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's just fantastic. Uh, and it's such such an icon because if you you know you're coming in on the train, you know, and you look out and there it is, you think. Ah, I'm home. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. We've got a piece about Sarah Hopper, who's um, she's a lovely lady who runs the B and B, Ferndale B and B. She's been on my show twice. I love her. Has she's, she? Yeah. She's got, she's got so much yeah. charisma. I yeah. love her. So, hi, Sarah. Uh, well, I'm not going to plug her anymore. Then, if she's been on your show, <laughs> uh, no, she's fantastic. She's a real champion for Shrewsbury. You know, she never stops enthusing about it. And when her guests arrive at the B and B. You know, she's able to point them in the right direction, say, oh, you must go and have a look at the castle. You must do this. Walking along and a the scavenger hunt as well that she does around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. yeah, I know. Treasure hunt. Treasure hunt. Yeah, she's involved in so many things. Yeah. So, yeah, Castle Gates is featured. Um, Shropshire supports refugees. Uh, Amanda. Amanda. Who stunning. runs that. Yeah. What, what an incredible person she is, you know. And yeah, that's that's a very very important charity, especially in these times. And there's a, a, a significant piece um, from Amanda about the work that they do. Uh, there's a charities roundup as well across two pages where we feature lots of different shoes for oh, charities. Wow. Um, it would have been nice, you know, if if um, if the book had 
200 pages instead of just 100. We could have <laughs> featured quite a few more. But across two pages, we've featured the Samaritans, the Shrewsbury Food Hub, the Food Bank, Street Pastors, the Shrewsbury Ark, Community Resource, Bethage, Fairtrade, Energize, um, Shropshire, Mental, Mental Health, Health Support, yeah. uh, Alzheimer's Society, and Shropshire Cycle Hub, you know, all fantastic organizations. Um, and there's just a, a few paragraphs about each one, what they do, how to contact them. And next time round, we'll do another batch. Um, Shropshire Mental Health Service as well. We're, we're chatting at the moment to try and organize a, an interview because I'd love to speak to them about what they do. Uh, so that's coming soon. Um, so yeah, i got a lot to look forward to. Um, Phil, I'll just, you talk, you, you know, you've written this book about all these champions of, of Shrewsbury, uh, you know, Maggie Love and Sarah Harper and Lorraine, Lorraine and all these, these amazing people. But you yourself have put this together uh, to promote this town and show people how, how beautiful this place is. Mm-hmm. And people may buy this book and send it somewhere else. Uh, they may, tourists may buy it and take it home with them. So I want to say thank you on behalf of the town for, for actually being... A, an absolute superstar champion of Shrewsbury and doing this because it, it shows a lot of passion and you're sharing the love. So well, that's very well kind of you, Alex. Thank you very much. Yeah, I am clearly passionate about the town. Um, you know, some people, some people might say, "Goodness me, he's such a parochial person." You know, I mean, he was. <laughs> no one's ever said that. No one. He uh, was born here. He still lives here now. I mean, he's never. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. I mean, I have lived in other towns, and and none of them match up. I won't name them, but for about ten years, I moved around the country and lived in different towns, and none of them compare. You know, um, so I was very keen to return to my hometown. But I don't think I don't think it's a case of being parochial. I think it's a case of being lucky. You know, yeah. if you if yeah. you are lucky enough to love the place, and it doesn't have to be shoes, but you know, I'm just saying, if you're lucky enough to love the place you live in, I mean, how great is that? Mm. I, I, from an outsider, I'm not a Salopian. I'm an, I'm an adopted Salopian, I guess now. Um, and yeah, I fell head over heels in love with this town. I love it to pieces, you know. And I lived in Wrexham, and that sounds like, mm, and we but we had Chester on our doorstep. And Chester is a, a beautiful town, and you know, I could city, should I say? I can't, I can't, I couldn't imagine living in, in Chester though. Whereas Shrewsbury, it's just, it was just like a, a no-brainer for me. Yeah, it's just got so much, hasn't it? It's not mm. just the historic buildings. It's obviously a very beautiful place to walk around. But it's also, you know, places like this, the market. It's, we, we came in here, we, we had our son and daughter-in-law come and stay with us over Easter with, with the grandchildren. And we came in here and we had such a great time. It was absolutely buzzing. Yeah, the, here in the evenings is just, is just wonderful. Yeah. It is a wonderful, wonderful place. One of my favourite nights of all time in Shrewsbury is in this building. And it was um, after the light switch, I think it was while you were mayor actually. Yeah. And they had the ukulele band over there. Yes. Yeah. And I was walking around and... Uh, there was the, you couldn't move where we are now in Gin Different um, and it was just buzzing the food smelled amazing the hustle <laughs> and bustle uh, but the, then everybody stopped and they l- listened when the ukulele band started off and it was just a, a magical jolly feeling and so yeah this place is quite special so don't knock uh, no, don't knock the, the, the Marker Hall people it's got some very uh, <laughs> it's got great acoustics I think that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> uh, um, and after we finish this I'm going to go find some food it's, it's Thursday so it's kind of half open today so um uh, we'll find something but uh, no it's a, it's a great place it really is yeah I love it um, 
if there's anything we can do for you with a review um, as far as social media is concerned please <laughs> just we'll, we'll share this and we'll help you out and try and sell you a few copies and, and ladies and gentlemen like I said if you've bought the, the, the book and you've enjoyed it please tell the tell the author the, the guy that's put it together Phil um, that you've enjoyed what he's put together because um, I, I mean have you had feedback of people said oh, I, did, I like this yeah, I didn't like know, that yeah. or I wasn't too keen yeah. on this I so far it, as I say we've done very little publicity really apart from Facebook uh, I think Facebook and a little bit of Twitter um, but you know yes we've we've had some lovely lovely comments really lovely comments um, and I, I wish I'd typed them out and brought them in today and then I could read them <laughs> but no we here's Jennifer from <laughs> and she says <laughs> well yeah we know we've had we've had some cracking comments um, you know uh, that it, the, the photography is fantastic and the, the writing though I say it myself is not bad uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I think it it kind of does um, you know encapsulate the town because it's a really nice mix as I say of the gorgeous uh, historic buildings and also the characters that make this town tick so it's a nice a nice combination well thank you so much for coming to meet me today um and um yeah i, I always enjoy speaking to you it's Aww. always a pleasure it really is um because we i think we have a, a lot in common in in some respects because of our passion for the town yeah absolutely and uh, we also have great conversations whether it's uh, in front of a microphone or not so if I, and you know what you've been a friend for the best friend of the biscuit right from the very beginning because when I first started doing this you you I remember you saying oh let's go for a coffee and a chat yeah yeah and yeah, we did and yeah. we spoke about it um so from the bottom of my heart genuinely thank you for being a friend oh yeah. Alex it means, means a lot um and I want to tell you guys as well about what's going on with the biscuit so things are changing a little bit um with me and how I produce content and things because um I used to, I used to have my, my, my content was all held on a host. A host is where our audio goes and then gets spread around the world. Uh, we used to use Podbean. Um, I fell out with them though because, uh, they d deleted my uh, original content from Thorskin, my original podcast. Uh, it's all gone. And I was sort of really annoyed. Um, so we changed, we changed to captivate a brand new British run um a podcast hosting service um so if you if you are following us on podbean um look for us on on either itunes spotify you can even go to captivate and take a look there um so if you are if you solely listen to us on podbean we haven't disappeared we've just changed host and also our website is the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk uh, all of our content's available on there you can press play off the website and it will play for you um, and that's made for us by our friends at web orchard if you need a website for anything um, they will sort you out the perfect website it doesn't matter what you're doing if you've got an etsy account uh, whether you're uh, you've got a band or maybe you've got a podcast they'll make a website that's beautiful just for you phil thank you so much thanks alex uh, and we'll catch you guys next time all the best peace out